Hi everyone, welcome back to the Imperfectionist Podcast. I'm your host, Ashler. And so. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to talk about uh, culture and sense of belonging. I think this was a really cool topic for the both of us because yep. we're both from different cultures and we're trying to navigate our way here in a new um, environment for both of us. Yep. So it'd be really cool to pair both of our expenses and what it means to have like be in a sense of belonging. So stay tuned. We hope you enjoy. So what is sense of belonging? That is a good question. <laughs> because there's no like Wikipedia definition, so for me, I feel like a sense of belonging is when you feel like you basically belong somewhere, like you're in a community. <laughs> I can't think of another word, but just belong like in a, in a community. I, I, I understand what you're you know, saying, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You feel like you're a part of something. You're yeah. Like, a part of a, an organism, if, or, if that makes sense. Like you're, yeah. you're interconnected. You you feel that you're contributing, whatever it's um, towards a society or a friendship group yeah. or like a family or whatever. You just feel like you are participating and contributing, and you're happy doing yeah. it. You know, there's no um, like you feel off or weird or you don't feel like obligated. Yeah, obligated. It just yeah. is comfortable. That's my definition of what a sense of belonging is. What about you? I think the part where you said that you you feel like you are a part of something, as in participating in a particular, um, I don't want to say, it could be an activity or a like ecosystem per se, you know, mm -hmm. a group, a community, um, a country, even a cultural community, whatever that is for you, that would be a sense of, belonging yeah I think so like it's everything and nothing at the same time you know yeah right that's why I was like it's so hard to pinpoint what it really is but we all have that feeling where yeah. we feel like we belong we're connected or yeah. we have we're a part of something and when we feel like we don't belong like yeah I know when I feel like I feel like I'm like a misfit like things yeah. are just off yeah off yeah <laughs> essentially so yeah, that's the best kind of description to describe it. And I think Asela and I, we decided to talk about this topic and why we find it so interesting is because we both come from two different backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. And we're into this new culture, new society in Canada, and we're both trying to navigate that sense of belonging. And especially since we've done like school yeah. and we did work and now we're finished school, and we are in this workforce uh, part of our yeah. life where we enter work and we're doing this full time. But w you still don't feel like this sense of belonging. Like, at least for me, like after school, I felt completely lost. Lost, yeah. I felt completely lost. Um, I still had my friend groups from school, but we all started moving in um, different directions once school ended. Like, some, one of my friends moved to like Calgary, another friend moved to a different country, another friend moved out um, to live closer to her family, moves further away from me. So I just felt that 
Bologna I had from school crumbled. Mm-hmm. I started working and I live, I work in a small company, very few people, mm-hmm. great people, but still it wasn't um, like a community feel that I thought I would get after finishing mm-hmm. undergrad. So I think that's something that a lot of people who may finish school feel like trying to find that belonging again. What do you think? Oh, this is deep. <laughs> uh, this topic is so it's so interesting and so complex at the same time because you know even if you even if I think about my time back home, I don't think I ever felt like I truly belong there either. Mm-hmm. And then I came here, and obviously while I had school, and remember the time when we used to live in the residence, and mm-hmm. we used to also work in the residence, so it all uh, created those temporary um, sense of belonging for me, belonging to a greater group. And by the way, we had an absolutely amazing group, absolutely love Mm -hmm. all those people, very grateful for that experience. And it did give me that sense of belonging for that period of time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as it ended, I realized that I, I don't like, I don't feel like I belong in Canada per se either. Mm -hmm. Um, School never really, I didn't really feel that sense of belonging through school because I feel like I didn't go to a large university. I went to a smaller college. So oh, really? in colleges, yeah, in colleges, I feel like here everyone is more on more divided, I would say, because you would get, let's say, mm. international students from Asian countries are doing their own thing. Then you get Canadian students, they're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Then I had more sense of belonging with people that I live with in residences in comparison to people that I met through school. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. majority of my friends in school here were um, Canadian, yeah. local. Therefore, there was, uh, they're amazing people, that there was, but there was al- always this gap, you know, unreachable mm-hmm. gap where I could never fully understand their experience and they could never fully understand mine. Mm-hmm. Even though there was lots of compassion and empathy, but still, it always felt like, yeah, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I I find that so interesting because I thought smaller schools would, you would feel a little bit uh, like a closer sense of belonging versus big universities. Because I I had mm-hmm. the totally opposite experience. I mm-hmm. went to U of T, which is a completely huge school, mm-hmm. like lots of people. Mm-hmm. And it's and finding that community, or I had a hard time just embracing like a community because it was just Mm -hmm. so vague and even though they tried breaking up the school into like different colleges and like Mm -hmm. that particular college you decide to be with would be your community kind of thing um but even that was like it was still too big for me um i'm i think it wasn't until like my second year of university i kind of felt some bit of belonging at the school and maybe it, it had to do because I met some great people mm-hmm. um, who were also like international or not mm-hmm. from Ontario not from um, Canada per se so we we shared a lot of similar experiences even though we're not from the mm-hmm. same like region of, or parts of the world mm-hmm. but in terms of our experiences and our values like it felt like a home in, yeah. a, in, a, in a new home kind of way um, so I think that part kind of connects with you where um, 
is until like the resident people you met on residence that yeah. you start feeling a bit of community there and similar for me was until I started meeting that group of friends who were also on residence <laughs> <laughs> that I started to feel like a sense of belonging because outside of that I couldn't I didn't necessarily connect too well with people yeah. who were from Canada Canada um, who were local so yeah, but I thought it'd be easier at a smaller school than a big university like mine. You know, I met, I met some amazing people through school, and we're friends to this day, and they also listen to our podcast, by the way, so they will most likely reach out to me after this. <laughs> Hello, sales friends. <laughs> oh, but they were also, let's say they were Canadian, but they moved here when they were like 16, 17, so they weren't, you know, born and raised here mm -hmm. that's number one and number two we i don't know i i it's there's a, a weird pattern i aside from the residence group i never had like a group group friendship i i'm very good at one-on-one -on -one friendships mm -hmm. but never group group so even those school friends each of them had their groups that they mm -hmm. would hang out with but i never would hang out with the group I would hang out with the individuals mm. I don't know how it never happened on purpose it wasn't like I wasn't invited to well sometimes I wasn't invited yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. it wasn't like it was you know done on purpose right yeah. and that's why it's just interesting that yes I met some amazing individuals but as a group I did not have I did not feel like I belonged yeah wow okay that's interesting I had like a bit of a group but it it didn't last so long. It was so short-lived. It was probably like maybe four, six months where it felt like a family kind of thing. We would do you stuff together. You were in there for, for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Not a long time. We had a good time. We really did. It, it was, like I said, second year in university where I met more amazing people on the residence. And we actually did lots of stuff together. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was a lot to plan to do things together. But we each made the effort to do that. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of dissipated like after um, the beginning of third year when everyone again moved mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that I don't know I I am like you where I'm better uh, at one-to-one -one than group but also I, I started doing more group things back in my fourth year with through my job because my colleagues and I we we wanted to do stuff outside mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. job and I felt like a hint just a hint of like uh, like you belong like I belong <laughs> but not not fully mm -hmm. because I don't know I feel like even though we did stuff outside of work the connection with me and them weren't like fully there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so and then after like I said after work it's just like everything just went all over the place <laughs> and I had to start from scratch <laughs> yeah so I don't know where I think where does one even start? You mean having that feeling of mm -hmm. like you belong? Um, that's a very interesting question. Yeah. And that's why I think this topic is so interesting. Yeah. Because, again, I think for me that feeling is very on and off, but more off than on, not going to lie. Yeah. And in the beginning, at least when I was a little bit younger I used to get super upset and I used to think that you know I'm gonna move to a different city and I'm gonna feel like I belong there I'm gonna you know change jobs change school like do all those 
things and I finally will gain that sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And I did all those things and it still did not happen. So at one point I sort of stopped looking for it mm -hmm. and stopped feeling bad about it. I just kind of surrendered to that feeling of not belonging. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Because come on, if I don't even, if I don't fully feel and I never fully felt like I belong in the country where I was born and raised and that's my ethnic background, background yeah right like like that is the place where I'm supposed to 100% fit in yeah but I never did right mm -hmm. so the chances of me belonging or fitting in somewhere else are probably kind of low too Deep. right yeah. it's a sad thing but I also learned to find many positives in it because I am very adaptable adaptable in a way that you can literally throw me into any environment any culture and i will find my way out and i will find a way to you know make connections make friends mm -hmm. etc and i think if i did have a strong sense of belonging to a particular place or culture or group i won't be able to be that adaptable and that flexible when it comes to new experiences yeah that's pretty interesting i think it kind of starts with probably really individualized then in that case mm -hmm. because you know there are some people who were born where they are and they like fully you know belong there mm -hmm. but then there's also like your case where you're born where you are but you don't feel like it's like home to you 100% home or like you belong there it um, is home but I had my butts you know like it yeah. is it is my home I love it I am absolutely grateful respectful etc but I always felt like I don't know, I think Russians say white claw, English people, what does it say, like black sheep, whatever, they're oh, the, the same. Black sheep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's how I felt, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I s speak the language, I know the culture, I know all the traditions, I know everything by the book, but still I'm a little bit like off, you know, mm -hmm. like I don't fit in, <laughs> which is technically weird because I'm supposed to fit it's in it, there. Yeah, it's probably like your, your mindset is different than the, the cultural, like what they, tend to think probably yeah, yeah. Probably. you think differently compared to everyone else yeah. so that does set you apart yeah from from everything i think my internal conflict is that when i go there i'm, I'm too western to be there but then yeah. i come here and i'm too eastern to be here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. you kind of like a blend of both both worlds and you're yeah adapting kind of to both kind of thing but never full-on like a puzzle piece you're not mm -mm. you can't find perfect fit mm -hmm. <laughs> yes <laughs> you're yes. always <laughs> yes i'm always like trying to yeah fit and fit. it's like it's close but it's not there yeah, there there yeah. there That's have so you ever felt that way um you know growing up i i've i've I had a mix of sense of belonging, like being at home. Mm -hmm. I loved being home, mm -hmm. but I always had the desire to like see more of the world than mm -hmm. being home. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of um, led to me leaving at a younger age of 15. Mm -hmm. um, but during my childhood times, I, f I felt like I belonged, but I didn't feel like I belonged in the pockets of areas in my life like for example mm -hmm. school certain mm -hmm. like friend groups and stuff it was mm -hmm. hard for me to like find mm -hmm. a friend group and feel that belonging mm -hmm. there or um or 
just related to more to that, I think, mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of friendship levels. I'm always, like I said, not a group person, like mm-hmm. a one-to-one person. And when I am groups, I always get invited to group-related things, but I'm not 100% involved or, mm-hmm. you know, like, there. I'm just on the side kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you know so many people and so many groups, but you're, like, not part of Yeah. Any, and yeah. You, you don't even know how that happened because it's not like you did anything. Yeah. But at the same time, you did not naturally fit into those groups, mm-hmm. even though you know everyone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was... I just I, I don't know maybe it's part of part of like the introvert in me or I just couldn't <laughs> couldn't find someone who would like or a group that I felt that I felt together kind of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Um, I had like a small like a smaller groups kind of work better for me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with two or three other girls or guys most of it was girls <laughs> than like a group of I don't know seven or eight people I think yeah. I would just been too lost in there or just something on the side yeah yeah i preferred it that way because i liked small things i like quality friendships and like a bunch of friends Mm -hmm. because it's just too too much emotional uh energy for me to maintain that (laughs) hashtag moon and capricorn I mean, completely honest, like, yeah, yeah, having to, like, keep up with, like, eight people who are, like, in my close inner yeah. circle is just, just too much <laughs> versus, like, two or three, yeah. and I circulate between them, like, how are you doing? Oh, you're good. Yeah. And having our small conversations is a lot easier yeah. <laughs> for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did have, like, a strong identity crisis, not because of, of that, but because of, like, um, the way I used to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have like your Bahamian dialect and then like I would speak a little bit more proper mm-hmm. so I get like questions from uh, lots of local Bahamians being like are you from here like are you from America mm-hmm. you sound different you don't sound like you're Bahamian mm-hmm. stuff like that and I as a kid I'd be like but I am Bahamian I've been born and raised here for the entire <laughs> life I'm sorry I don't speak like it and that always set me like apart from all like the local kids right yeah I sounded a lot different than Bahamian, Bahamian, and people yeah. would call me Oreo and stuff like that. And that used to like so offend me as a kid. I'm like, no, but I'm not white, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> so I had difficulties with that type of belonging too, right? Belonging yeah. with my own like people and speaking like them because I didn't speak like them, even, but I know everything. Mm-hmm. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know. You know, let's say the dialect, the local slang, the culture, the traditions, the ways. Mm-hmm. But then somehow you're still a little bit different, you know, whether that's linguistics related or just upbringing related. You're mm-hmm. still like, different. there is a difference. Yeah. And maybe you don't necessarily show it, but you feel it yeah. deep down inside. Yeah. And then when I moved to Canada, it was, again, similar. <laughs> Identity thing. crisis. Identity <laughs> crisis, because obviously I'm not Canadian. <laughs> and I never identified myself as one. I was Bahamian. But yeah. like... They'll be like, oh, you don't sound Caribbean. You don't sound like you're from the Caribbean. Like, why is that? Oh, so Canadians started calling <laughs> yes, you out too. <laughs> yes, I, I heard that so many times. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not what you expected me to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, not all Bahamians have to have, like, well, are, it's a very diverse dialect. But there are Bahamians who speak proper, like yeah. me. Yeah. You know? Um, and I didn't hundred percent fit in with like the 
high school girls, like local girls, mm-hmm. because I didn't understand their experience and they couldn't understand mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing, you know? It was just, no. I don't live in your world and I, I can try to understand, but I just don't feel it. There's, there's not a fit. There's yeah. no fit. So I tend to stick with most of the international students because we're all in the same boat mm-hmm. essentially and that was the belonging we had some similar experiences or similar things that we're going through and we were going through it together yeah and i think that created that sense of belonging yeah for me i guess even in canada let's say i would have a group of well a little group of a little group of Canadian friends, but then a group of international friends, and then the group of the Russians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most famous group. <laughs> um, and I think it was always interesting because, as I, I think I've mentioned before, a majority of my international friends also have the identity crisis. Also, they, they would use all kinds of terminology, like you just used Oreo, then a couple of them would use the banana. And yeah. Like, whatever identifies the fact that you are, again, a lot you're either too much of something or not enough mm-hmm. of some of one culture or the other mm-hmm. right because that that is exactly how i feel and i feel like based on that you know common struggle we somehow on un- we somehow understand each other's experiences even though we have different backgrounds mm-hmm. and then with people from former soviet countries there's a lot in common because even though we were born when our countries already got their independence, we still have, like, we were raised on plus minus similar, let's say, content, similar TV shows, mm-hmm. the language, the food, it's very familiar, we know each other's jokes. But then even with them, it would still be not the same because even though, like, I would understand some, like, I understand Russian language and everything, they do not understand mine yeah yeah and they do not aside from let's say russian shows i also had let's say kazakh shows Mm -hmm. kazakh jokes and food and everything and they don't know that part Mm -hmm. right so it always felt like i again i like try just like i try in canada with my canadian friends to fit in to Mm -hmm. like um i don't want to say filter myself but like be aware of the fact that they might not know certain things Mm -hmm was the Russians is the same, plus minus. Yes, they're closer to me culturally and linguistically, mm-hmm. but it's still like not like we fit like two puzzle pieces right away. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if they feel the same way around me, but I do. I think sometimes, you know how in English, like British English, American English, they have different words, the same as Russian language, we mm-hmm. have different words, but I didn't know that until I started meeting people from, let's say, Russia, Ukraine, etc. And then sometimes they would say something and I do not, not understand, understand. Yeah. or I would say something and they do not understand, even though it's the same language. And only then you could, after that, you can discover the, the differences, you know, because initially you connect with people, and I'm not sure if you've had that experience with other Caribbean people, initially you connect based on the similarities. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're from the same region, we have the same, you know, this and that mm-hmm. and dishes. But then the more you get to know each other, you start seeing all the differences. differences yeah. And you're like, oh no, we do this differently or we say this differently yeah, or we yeah. cook this differently. And all of a sudden, that sense of belonging kind of fades, fades <laughs> away. <laughs> and you want thing. to keep it, but you just cannot do anything about it. Yeah. Obviously, those people are probably closer to you in comparison to North Americans, right? Mm-hmm. But it still won't be as close as, let's say, 
a person from your own country yeah. or your own background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, for me, it's so weird um, with Caribbean people. Like, I, you think I would feel like a sense of belonging with Caribbean people, yeah. but I always felt like I'm not Caribbean enough for them. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily because I didn't do, m as a kid in my childhood, most of the, like, the Caribbean-ish things. Like, obviously, I understood what the, the context yeah. of a lot of things was, the music, the dancing, and everything. But I didn't 100% participate in it. I was a yeah. bit sheltered from it. So when I met, like, Caribbean people uh, from the Caribbean, and I talk with them, I understand, you know we have similar things that we've yeah. done but then you see those differences and i'm like oh my gosh i'm totally different <laughs> <laughs> but on, on top of that i'm i'm i feel even more extremely different because i never felt like a caribbean while i was in the caribbean <laughs> if that makes sense. it does it does make total sense yeah yeah so being around a bunch of caribbean people always made me slightly uncomfortable <gasps> oh my <which> <laughs> to any caribbean of my friends who who are hearing this for the first time like yeah <laughs> i felt uncomfortable the around you <laughs> yeah yeah honestly because i just didn't feel like i could understand some of their context because oh i never full-on had that experience yeah as a caribbean person yeah yeah I so love this conversation here with you <laughs> because that's exactly what I was saying in regards to my situation. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I understand you, <laughs> for the, the struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just different background, different area, but the, the the lack of sense of belonging yeah. is still there. And you know, do you ever feel like with people from the same culture, it intensifies more? Like for example, every time I'm about to travel home. When I see other Kazakh people at the airport, I full on get anxiety attack. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me or with them, right? But it's just this, oh my God, I need to try my best to like be norm, be proper, be yeah. like proper Kazakh. Yeah. But like, I know I'm not. Yeah. And then as soon as we start talking, even the small talk at the airport, it just kills my mood because it reminds me why I'm different. different. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, when I do meet like other Caribbean or Bahamians, it does give me like, oh gosh, they're gonna think I'm very Canadianized. Yeah. And which I am. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna admit. I think I've. I'm very much Canadianized, and so when I go back home, I don't. I don't try to like code switch as much anymore. I just be who I am at this mm -hmm. point because mm -hmm. it's just too exhausting mm -hmm. trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna be you know raw born Bahamian, speak like back to the whole language, mm -hmm. but. I can't because it's just it feels so foreign to me mm -hmm. now at mm -hmm. this stage it's weird it's it's such a weird thing to think about actually <laughs> I, some people may experiences like me and some people don't are able to like go back to their that dialect and good for them but i'm at i feel like personally for me i'm at this point where i'm not there mm -hmm. i can do that anymore mm -hmm. so i just be me and whoever accepts that accepts that <laughs> but that i think i agree with you that the way it should be though even though i feel like a couple of people after listening to this might think that we're overthinking this whole thing we <laughs> <laughs> like are being too dramatic <laughs> but we can't help how we feel that's how we yeah, feel. That's how we yeah. feel i always i would genuinely feel upset when i i remember once my first year in toronto actually i had this Kazakh friend who is now back in almaty after a couple after living a couple of years in toronto she went back 
but we also have a pretty famous student association which started at U of T essentially, but you don't have to go to U of T to participate. And they would organize all the holidays and our national holidays. And uh, through Instagram or Facebook, like you can, you can sign up and then you can go. So it was one of our national holidays and then my friend dragged me there. Even though I know that I'm like, <laughs> I, I might not fit in, but I still decided to give it a try. And then it was so, I felt so, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it just felt so off. And even though I was sincerely excited, like I couldn't wait to go, you know, to meet the people, to talk, mm -hmm. but it just felt so forced, you know? Mm -hmm. And it also felt like, yes, we were all from the same country, but we were all from so many different regions and so many, when all those regions had their own different dynamics, mm -hmm. that naturally, I don't think that many people from all that, like those different types of people would end up in the same room naturally. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like we all ended up there just because of that one identification yeah. as in we were born and raised in the same country. Yeah. And then I left that event and I went to see a couple of our res friends and I was just crying. Mm -hmm. I was crying and I was telling them that I'm supposed to be one of them. Like I'm supposed to feel like I fit, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And then I walk in Canada every day and I, don't fit either like where do I fit yeah. what am I supposed to do it was a full-on breakdown because yeah. yeah. I did not I feel like I had such sincere hopes and expectations not even for those people but for myself and how I would feel there mm -hmm. and I could not get that feeling and I did not feel what I wanted to feel or how I wanted to feel and that was very heartbreaking in the moment yeah because especially when you're abroad you kind of automatically assume that as soon as you go to your cultural event, yeah. boom, boom, that's going to be it. Sometimes it is, but mm -hmm. sometimes it's not. And when it's not, it is extremely um, upsetting. Yeah, I can imagine how you felt because you, you just like, where, where do I go? Like, I thought, you know, these yeah, are I who thought I, this would be it. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's just, it wasn't. Yeah. So it's like, well, where, what's next? Like, what happens now? Like, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why even right now when people ask me, oh, why don't you have that many, you know, let's say Russian-speaking friends or Kazakh friends or anything, I my philosophy is that I don't want to force it. I feel like we often force it just because we think that we are, we're from the same culture, we yeah. must click. We're from the same country, we must click. Mm -hmm. But I, at one point, I realized that, yeah, but we have to have something beyond that to make it, to make the friendship work. work. Yeah. Because if that's the only element, I don't think that's enough. Yeah. Because, like, technically, you and I have nothing <laughs> in common <laughs> aside from ending up in the same residence, right? Yeah. But it still somehow worked. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. I totally agree with you when you are. Because I had that same question a lot. I was like, why don't you have a lot of, like, mm -hmm. Caribbean friends or, or black friends? I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to force it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very different as a person. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for me... Um, I don't know, someone has to accept those those differences, mm -hmm. like understand my viewpoints on things and, and can respect it. Mm -hmm. um, if people don't want to, then it just doesn't make sense to be friends. And I know a lot of people who tend to go to stick with their own kind, they tend to have, I don't know, I want to say narrow perspectives on oh, things. Oh, I agree with you 100%. They're not as open-minded. And I'm a completely open-minded person. I want to learn. I want to like understand something that's completely out of my what i know yeah 
you know so if you're not that type of person it's like it's not gonna work for me (laughs) in terms of friendship wise yeah so that's why like i'm totally down to meet other caribbean people but you know um if outside of the fact that we're from the caribbean and if it's if there's no other values or commonality then it's just it won't work yeah (laughs) and and it just so happens that a lot of the people i met just are all from across the globe Mm -hmm. but they're super Mm -hmm. (laughs) open-minded you know they teach me new things every day and i love the fact i love that fact Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. for me i guess yeah it would be plus minus Mm -hmm. the same yeah yeah even though sometimes i enjoyed the fact that you know speaking multiple languages and then sort partially clicking with different groups, groups or cultures yeah i feel like i don't know if you do it but i personally do it sometimes when i get tired of the one i completely switch to the other one so yeah. even in canada sometimes when i get tired of being Anything, here yeah. yeah or like of the mentality or whatever i stop watching everything in english i stop talking in english or yeah. to my english-speaking friends and i just pick i don't know kazakh or russian or any other language and just watch everything in that language read mm-hmm. everything in that language and it's amazing how even my youtube and instagram everything switches so to that just, language yeah. talk to people in that language to have that mental <laughs> break like, yeah, yeah yeah so in that case again that lack of belonging also gives so many opportunities for for growth for learning mm-hmm. new things and even though it can get lonely sometimes mm-hmm. but there are some benefits <laughs> some positives yeah, that's honestly so true. You're, like, do you're... you ever get tired, let's say, of North America, and you're like, yeah, I'm going into Caribbean mode. Oh, yeah, and 100%. Yeah. That's why I listen to my our music, like Bahamian music often, yeah. or even Caribbean music, where I'm just like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this. Or I like to, on Twitter, I have, I have a Twitter account, mm-hmm. and most of the people I follow are Bahamian, so if I need, like, local... <laughs> vibes yeah i go on twitter and mm-hmm. i just like laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> get entertained that way or like talk to some bahamian friends that yeah. kind of thing yeah 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 so that's how i'm able to just take a break yeah if i need it from canadian or north american yeah culture kind of thing yeah so you are quite adaptable i have to admit <laughs> 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 yeah you are you become adaptable when you don't 100 percent feel <laughs> that sense of belonging because you you're constantly uh, shaping yeah because you're constantly whichever. trying to fit in mm-hmm. and then you still don't but at least you i don't know learn new things on the way yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely <sighs> have you ever struggled well i think we did we kind of partially yeah, came, to, came a conclusion to conclusion that we struggled with <laughs> <laughs> sense of belonging and self-identification. Okay, have you ever found where you belong? That is an interesting one. I feel, I don't know, as life is never, um, it's always like, it's so dynamic. Yes. Right? I feel like when, in terms, when it comes to belonging, it may be very temporary i don't know you'll always have different ways of feeling sense of belonging that makes sense it's never just one permanent thing yeah it's not a constant yeah it's not constant so right now i 
think I'm at this place where I do feel like a bit of sense of belonging. Last year, I didn't, and probably because a lot of like my emotional foundations mm-hmm. were in shackles. Mm-hmm. But I've kind of rebuilt some mm-hmm. new connections, new people. I've gotten mm-hmm. closer to you, Yay. so I feel like <laughs> I finally feel like I have a solid feet on on like solid feet on the ground, and I feel that belonging. Like I have friends who I mm-hmm. absolutely love who makes me feel like you're my home from home, away mm-hmm. from home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like my new family. And I'm oh. absolutely, <laughs> honestly, like I'm so grateful for you guys. Like I'm honestly so, 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 so grateful because mm-hmm. I do feel that belonging right now. Mm-hmm. I hope it lasts for a longer period. <laughs> like I don't know where life is going to happen, but life is going to, you know, always sweep yeah. you under your feet. Yeah. But for at this moment I'd say yeah I feel like I belong I have um, groups of friends who I enjoy speaking to who keeps me um, go out now that things are open and I just feel a lot more comfortable with where I am right now and who I'm with so yeah I I do think that and I, and I've been consistent on a couple other things like going to church now that mm-hmm. things have been open going mm-hmm. back to church and doing other activities outside of work has been it's been good it's mm-hmm. been nice yeah that was so sweet <laughs> <laughs> that was so sweet <laughs> oh, yeah it's true though it's really true i'm happy for you mm-hmm. i'm really happy for you it's a good feeling yeah it's a very peaceful feeling yeah yeah it yeah. really is what about you <sighs> um Okay, first of all, I want to say that last year just does not count. <laughs> if you met me last year, you do not know me. Just <laughs> saying, you met a different version. You met a crisis version of me. <laughs> you did not meet the actual me. Yeah, because yeah, I was, um, I don't want to say a mess, but I'm not quite happy with um, what I was and how I was last year. Uh, this year is definitely way better on so many levels, mental, emotional. Um, not gonna lie in terms of uh, sense of belonging as into a group. I, again, do not have a particular group, but I do have those couple of friends that truly manage to make me feel like I do belong because they do understand me on so many levels and they also have so much compassion to what I'm going through. Um, whether they see it as something small or as something big, again, they're always there. Mm -hmm. So for that, yeah, I am extremely grateful. Um, At the same time, I feel like Daniel mentioned in our last episode, you know, being as authentic as you can, and that way you will attract authentic people into your life. And I started reflecting on it. I think because I always, not always, but I low-key had that feeling of not fully fitting in, I always tried to also shape myself based on the circumstances or who I'm meeting, etc. And this year I started to show up as authentic as I could, mm-hmm. which led to the fact that I did lose a couple of people, but I also met some amazing new people. Mm-hmm. So and that for those experiences, I'm also extremely grateful. And I think last time when I had strong, strong sense of belonging, it was when I um, returned back to my studio, to my yoga practice, mm-hmm. 
and that was the day you remember how happy I was and yeah. how hyped up I was because as much as my friends again are super understanding but I know that all those spiritual stuff and chakras and poses and everything yeah. can be too much for someone who's not into it yeah. I understand that right but when I went there and everyone uses the same terminology talks yeah. about the same things as me mm -hmm. and I don't need to explain what is what it felt so good yeah it actually felt so good yeah and then seeing the teachers that I've um, only seen online before mm -hmm. in real life it also felt so good yeah so I feel like the the small um, yoga community at least at the studio where I go to it does give me that sense of belonging mm -hmm. too yeah nice and I feel like that that sense of belonging actually what it was it, it is what inspires me to practice consistently mm -hmm. because I know that if I'm not consistent with my practice I might lose that sense of belonging and even with friends I feel like constantly showing up whether that's emotionally or like physically coming yeah. and helping someone it also comes from the fact that I do have this warm and peaceful sense of belonging with these people but it's not it's not something that happened overnight yeah at least in my case like both sides myself and the other person we worked hard to get mm -hmm. there and like we need to <laughs> keep working on the the friendship so that that peaceful feeling stays there mm -hmm. and as you've mentioned like nothing is constant things keep changing right but then part of that like obviously we have to be open to change and accept the change and everything but um change that not necessarily mean that you don't need to put any effort into whatever makes you whatever gives you that sense of belonging because yeah. i'm sincerely happy for those people that get that sense of belonging naturally mm -hmm. from their home countries or universities or work right but for those people who don't if you get that warm feeling with a group of people or one person or a hobby whatever you do like you can gym you can paint you can read right mm -hmm. just keep doing it just keep yeah. keep doing it and that's that's my person like mini tip <laughs> on how to have the sense of belonging yeah yeah absolutely i agree with that you know once you find that mm -hmm. thing that makes you feel good like you belong yeah. just continue just stick to it yeah, yeah just stick to it don't try to change or if life makes you change which yeah. it does sometimes try to find a, a way to get back to it or yeah. keep doing it as much as you can yeah 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 Wow, this was intense. <laughs> it was intense, but I hope it was really relatable um, to most of you guys out there. Yeah. Because, it, it, yeah, we go through different life stages and we're always, always trying to find who we are and where we belong. So, yeah, it's part of the journey. These are so some of the fundamental questions, I would say. You know, like, who I am, where do I belong, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And it goes so much beyond, like, living in a particular city or having a particular job or even like you can have the most amazing friend group ever yeah. but you can be the most loneliest, loneliest person, person yeah or like you might feel as if you totally do not fit in but you just don't like to admit it or don't want mm -hmm. to admit it mm -hmm. so i think in my case as soon as i admitted it to myself everything became so easy as i mentioned in the very beginning like as soon as i surrendered <laughs> to the fact i'm like yeah so what are we what are we supposed we'll to do, do with it now yeah, yeah yeah 
I think so too, especially as an, in our age group, mm-hmm. we're we're trying to find who we are and like, and find the things that make us feel at home with ourselves, yeah, with the environment and in our inner environment. Yeah. <laughs> but also, even think about it from cultural context, right? Like you grew up with your particular culture, and um, you know how it would go let's say by the book what's the certain steps that people take throughout life right Mm -hmm. and the same thing goes for me but then you go to a completely different area that has a completely different cultural context Mm -hmm. and different rule book and everything Mm -hmm. and you're trying to fit your past um whatever you learned and whatever you cherished Mm -hmm. was this new Mm -hmm. and sort of pick and choose what you like what you don't like what like what resonates with you what doesn't and it is, it adds its own excitement, but also complications to mm-hmm. what we go through at our age, you know? Yeah, yeah honestly, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to like, I don't know, I guess, I feel like right now you shouldn't try to stick to one thing. I feel like that's the thing most of us try to do, like pinpoint yeah. to one particular thing and versus having multiple things come together to make this one broad I don't know how if I'm explaining it right but I hope you're getting what I mean it's like it's not like uh, for example sense of belonging I have to have like a amazing friend group like it's more than that there's like multiple things oh that yeah you feel yeah. like you belong yeah. that creates this yeah. overarching that's why I like the bubble. whole comparison <laughs> to the puzzle as in it's all those tiny yeah. pieces that come together and supposed to I'll turn into a full-on picture. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And we're all trying to find those pieces right yeah, now. Yeah. In our early to mid twenties, or maybe yeah. late twenties, you know. Yeah, because the the piece of let's say uh, a career that makes you happy, and mm-hmm. then the people, the connections, the friendships that make you happy, and then potentially a partner or the type of relationship that makes you happy, mm-hmm. the hobbies or whatever mm-hmm. that makes you happy, your relationship with your family that makes you happy, mm-hmm. and like define what it is because it is different for everyone yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah well we hope you guys enjoy Oof. that <laughs> <laughs> this was this was deep <laughs> it was deep but keep going keep uh trying to find your pieces that make you feel yeah like that whole overall big picture yeah. of like belonging you know for you because everyone is different yeah um, and even if you feel like you don't belong at the moment do not get discouraged because Things change, life changes, and eventually you will find you will find where you belong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.